You do a lot of talking, bro. You do a lot of talking. All that screaming. Well, you better hope you can play as long as me. Hey, when you get on your knees and say your prayers tonight, pray. What happened between you and Tlaib on the field early in the game? I don't know. You gonna ask him because he didn't finish the game. Ice up, son. Ice up. <laughs> Live. In the entertainment capital of the world. It's the T.C. Martin Show. I know you're going to dig this. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. The doctor is now in. And a happy Wednesday to you, T.C. Martin Show. Glad to have you here on this wild, woolly Wednesday. Plenty of uh, NFL football to talk about uh, today, and uh, we've also got college bowl games to talk about. Will we have a full slate of college bowl games today? Well, uh, we will see. On the guest line today, the big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, will be joining us. He'll uh, be touching base with us uh, next hour, and we will talk a little NBA uh, with him. Also, uh, B-Sal, Brian Salmon, over at News 3, the sports director over there. We will uh, talk to B-Sal about the Las Vegas Bowl coming up tomorrow. Can hardly wait for that. Plus uh, Raider news uh, galore and uh, much more. He will join us. TJ Reeves will join us this hour from Tampa Bay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, broadcaster. We will get uh, thoughts from him on the latest with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So a lot to do, a lot to cover here on the show as well, too. Plus... Your phone calls, as we'll open up some phone lines here in the first segment as well, too, at 702-221-7283. And we start today's show talking about the passing of one of the the greatest sports legends out there, uh, one of the most versatile sports legends, and of course, we're talking about John Madden. Now, this story broke as we left the air yesterday, I mean, right after we were on the air, so obviously we didn't talk about it yesterday because when we went off at 4 o'clock Pacific time, um, we got word uh, about an hour or so afterwards that John Madden passed away at the age of 85. So I wanted to take some time today and start the show off and, and talking about John Madden. And like I said, if listeners have thoughts, I uh, would love to hear uh, from you. As well, too, you know, during uh, this segment. But uh, very sad news. The sporting world hit when we uh, found out that John Madden passed away at the age of 85. Legendary coach, broadcaster, 16-time Emmy Award winner for outstanding sports analyst and personality. He broadcast 11 Super Bowls from 1979 to 2009. And really, when you think of John Madden, or when I think of John Madden, just the consummate pro. Uh, and again, the only broadcaster that worked for all four major networks. I've got some John Madden memories that I will share here as well, too. I got a chance uh, to meet John Madden and spend a little bit of time with him over the years. Uh, just a, a very larger-than-life human being. Uh, very gracious, you know, with his time. And again, really, you know, one of the best. And I don't know how many people saw the Fox special that aired on Christmas Day. Now, Fox had been promoting this for the better part of the last month 
that uh, it was going to air on Christmas Day. And, re- and what it was, it was the John Madden documentary. Uh, basically, his bio and a long list of fellow colleagues of his, players uh, that that spoke very highly of him. So this aired on Christmas Day. And if you happen to see it, I'm, gonna cu- I'm curious about your thoughts on that. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, when I heard that this was going to be coming on and airing on Christmas Day, I was really looking forward to this. And uh, I enjoyed it thoroughly because it, it spanned his entire career. And you got to remember, for the most part, with a lot of of sports fans, especially the younger generation, especially if you're, say, under the age of 35 or 30 years old, you do not remember John Madden as the head coach of the Oakland Raiders. And for me, that's where it all started. I was a Northern California guy, grew up, as you know, in Sacramento, but making those trips to the Bay Area, whether it was San Francisco, whether it was Oakland, to see the 49ers or or see the Raiders play. And going to the Oakland Alameda County Coliseum during those times in the 70s when Raider Nation was alive and well and really at its peak. And let's be honest, I mean, Raider football has never reached that peak. Even though they won the one Super Bowl, you know, it, uh, you know, um, right? You know, appeared in the Super Bowl, you know, in in two thousand. I mean, when you go back to those playoff runs and those teams with Kenny the Snake Stabler and Fred Bolitnikoff and Cliff Branch and Marv Hubbard, um, Lester Hayes. I mean, the the list just goes on and on and on. I mean, you had so many Raiders, especially there in Northern California, where those fans just really clung on to this team. Even the center, Jim Otto, who had businesses in Northern California, had Burger Kings there. Uh, John Madden grew up in Daly City, which is a suburb of the Bay Area. And so when John Madden got the job from Al Davis to be the head coach of the Oakland Raiders, it was a natural because John Madden was a Northern California guy. I mean, he was born and raised in Daly City. Um, John Robinson, the former head coach at USC and, of course, the L.A. Rams. And, and people here in Las Vegas remember John Robinson towards the end of his college coaching career was a head coach at UNLV. They were best friends, and, and we knew that a long, long time ago. So going back to the documentary that aired on Fox on Christmas Day, it touched on those relationships. It touched on the relationships that Madden had not only with Al Davis, Mark Davis, all the Raider players, John Robinson, but the relationship that he built after retiring from coaching with Pat Summerall and Al Michaels and so many other, you know, great broadcasters, you know, in in our era. And for me, it was it was great the way this documentary was put together because it encompassed John Mann's entire career. And you even had some people that weren't even really familiar with his coaching or even you know the broadcasting because they're familiar with Madden the video game. 
And a lot of people don't. You, I mean, you hear story after story about. Well, I didn't know he he was a coach. I thought you know, hey, this this guy that you know just created this game or whatever. No, John Mann was the hottest thing when it came to the NFL and when it came to broadcasting. And when we got into the digital age and we got into the computer and the video games and all that sort of thing, NFL wanted to you know come out you know with something to capitalize on on this craze. So who was the face of that? And this was timing. If this would have happened, say, in 2015 or 2010, probably wouldn't be, it wouldn't be John Madden because John Madden was done broadcasting in 2009. got to remember that. So it was John Madden because he was the guy at this point in time. He was the face of the NFL, being an analyst that's why EA Sports said, hey, we want to put your name on this thing. We want to put your face on this thing. And just like everything else, just like when CBS Sports came calling to John Madden a couple years after he retired from coaching, John Madden didn't really want anything to do with it. He didn't want to go into broadcasting. And when it came to the video games, he goes, I don't know anything about this. You know, I, I don't know about this. And they talked him into it. And, of course, there was a large check that was attached there as well, too. And then... I remember that you know the first hearing about the first meeting that EA Sports had with John Madden, and they said, "Okay, we want to do this thing." He goes, "Wait, wait, wait." He goes, "No." He goes, "If you're going to do this, he goes, you're going to have to do it the right way, especially if you want me to put my name on it." And I remember when EA Sports came in and they basically wanted to do like a seven on seven. You know, those are passing drills if you're a football player. And Madden says, "No." He goes. It has to be real football. He goes, you need linemen. You need centers. You know, He goes, it has to be 11 on 11. He goes, so if I'm going to be involved, it needs to be real football. And EA Sports said, okay, we're going to listen to you. And look where EA Sports is. Look where the Madden video uh, game enterprise is right now. I mean, what are the numbers? Over 100 billion? I mean, it's ridiculous at the... It, the, uh, the the amount of, of, of video games that have been sold with, you know, the Madden name on it. It's craziness. But again, this all started for a guy who was a passionate football player growing up in Daly City that got a knee, knee injury, could not play in the NFL even though he wanted to, so he immediately got into coaching in his late 20s. And he went to Al Davis, and Al Davis saw something in him and said, okay, we'll bring you on as a linebacker's coach for the Oakland Raiders. And, you know, the Raiders weren't having a whole bunch of success at that time, gone through a couple different coaches. And then at the age of 32, Al Davis had the foresight. And at that point in time, a lot of people said, Al, what are you doing? Hiring this guy that no one's heard of before, some linebacker coach, you're going to give him the keys to the car of the silver and black, and that's when the Raider franchise really started to blossom, when it started to grow. At the age of 32, John Madden became the coach of the Oakland Raiders. And what did John Madden do during his tenure with the Raiders, a 10-year coaching career? Went to seven AFC title games. He won the Super Bowl over the Minnesota Vikings. He had a career record of 103, 32, and 7. 
Seems a little bit strange to hear that record, right? Hundred, you know, a lot of people thought, well, hey, maybe you know, he he coached a lot longer than that, hundred and three victories. Well, you gotta remember these were fourteen game seasons back then, and of course you hear seven ties, ties. What's a tie? We don't know what ties are anymore, right? <laughs> well, if you ask the Detroit Lions and the Pittsburgh Steelers this year, I mean, they know what a tie is, but yeah, there, there were ties, you know, back in those days. But we're in overtime during reg- regular season games. Only had sudden death overtime when you went to playoff games, and those were very, very rare. But John Madden, with that record of 103-32-7, 103 coaching victories, that win percentage is 759. And that still, as of today, is the best of any coach in the history of the NFL that has at least 100 victories. The highest? John Madden. John Madden died at the age of 85 yesterday. And again, he sat there and he he screened the documentary just a couple weeks ago. And if you watch the documentary, you saw John Madden, John Madden sitting in his chair. And you see at the end of it how emotional he got. This was real for him. And you looked at him and he got dressed up and everything, which he didn't do too much of. He's been pretty reclusive over the last few years. His health has has been failing a little bit, but he was still well enough to talk, give a great account of himself. And I know a lot of people like myself, when you were watching this on Sunday afternoon, you're thinking, wow, how old is John Madden? Oh, he's 85. Wow. You know, how much longer is he going to be with us? And he, he didn't look that frail, but again, it it took him time to put sentences uh, together and everything. But I don't think anyone expected it this quickly. He died three days after this aired, on the 28th of December, after this aired on Christmas Day. So shocking, sad, but I'm glad that he was still alive when this documentary came out and he actually could be a part of it. You saw vintage old Madden clips. You heard him speak and some interviews, and then you got a chance to see him now in modern day during this documentary while they were putting it together and again seeing him just on screen knowing that this was just filmed and recorded just weeks ago so yeah very very emotional and especially for raider fans now you can say what you want about the raiders But the bottom line is, even if you were an anti-Raider fan, you didn't like the Raiders, you didn't care for Al Davis, you cared for John Madden. And John Madden quit coaching in 10 years at his peak. And there were rumors that, hey, well, you know, maybe it was just time for him to, to get out of coaching because of his relationship with Al Davis. In later years, we found out that probably wasn't the case. It was just that John Madden was was burned out because he gave everything he had to coaching and he didn't like to lose. There's even the 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 part in there with his wife Virginia. She was saying, you know, people would always you know say to us, well, hey, you can't win them all. And Virginia said, why not? Sure you can. <laughs> and that's what John Madden thought. And the losing really aided him, especially you know, losing those you know, a lot of those AFC championship games. And, of course, we remember, you know, what happened in the Immaculate Reception game. You know, Franco Harris scooping that thing off the ground. John Madden was so distraught after that. But he had some highs. He had some lows. But still, a remarkable coaching career 
that spanned 10 years, 103 coaching victories, and yes, he won that Super Bowl. And I just, I loved the the calls with Bill King, who was the the Raiders play-by-play announcer at that point in time. And if you're from Northern California, you know Bill King, because not only did he do the Raiders, he did the A's, he did the Golden State Warriors, and in you know their 75 championship, and you know he had some vintage calls, uh, having fun with Madden, uh, just fantastic stuff here. But uh, John Madden will be remembered for me as the head coach of the Oakland Raiders, um, going to those Raider games, and then you know seeing John Madden as a broadcaster. I got a chance to meet John Madden. It was in Green Bay. And I hosted uh, a Lombardi Legends event. They would have an annual event in Green Bay. And John Madden was a keynote speaker one year that we had there. And you had Jerry Kramer and you had Bart Starr and a lot of the Packer legends that would come back you know, every year. And John Madden said, hey, I want to be part of this. So I had the honor of, of introducing John Madden and interviewing John Madden uh, you know, during this event. Had John Madden on my radio show back in Green Bay. And uh, the first thing that caught my eye about John Madden, I mean, going to games when I was a little kid and seeing the Raiders and being a fan. And here I am now in Green Bay. And now, you know, he's a broadcaster at that point in time now with CBS. And when I shook his hand, I was just mesmerized at the size of his hands. (laughs) I said, man, this guy is a true giant. He is a gentle giant. But uh feel fortunate enough, able to meet him and, uh, and and do some things with John Madden. He was simply the best. And when it came to broadcasting, he set the tone for other coaches and other players to now get in this role. Because right now, the only people that are that are analysts are either former players or former coaches. And John Madden, I mean, he wasn't the very first. But, again, he didn't want to do this. And he said, you know what, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to go all in. And, again, great footage in that documentary, hearing from Pat Summerall, who was his broadcast partner for all those years with CBS, and then the two went over to Fox together. Then Al Michaels later on, towards the end of Madden's broadcasting career, both ABC for Monday Night Football, and then they both went over to NBC for Sunday Night Football. But simply the best. I mean, what he meant to Raider Nation, phenomenal. Football fans galore, no matter what team you rooted for, he was just the guy with the NFL. He paved the way for so many other analysts, like I said, coaches and players to be analysts. And, um, yeah. <sighs> Try to reach out to Mark Davis to get Mark Davis on today. Obviously, he's, he's very, very busy. Um, he, 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 he will come on with us uh, again, you know, very soon. And like Mark has in the past, here's a quote from Mark Davis. Mark said tonight, I light the torch in honor of and tribute to John Madden and Al Davis, who declared that the fire that burns the brightest in the Raiders organization is the will to win that quote from Mark Davis. And remember, uh, John Madden was the first to light the torch going back to 2011, October the 16th when they put the, the, the torch up there, um, you know, uh, going back to the L.A. Raiders and then over to Oakland and then, then here to Las Vegas. So, yeah, sad, emotional, but, uh, again, uh, one of the greats, lived a full life, 
a successful life and whatever he did, John Madden passes away yesterday at the age of 85. All right, uh, let's let's take some phone calls. We'll we'll go to the calls here. Uh, 702-221-7283. Uh, thoughts uh, about John Madden. Let's go to Philip. Philip, what's happening, brother? What's up, T? Hey, what's up, Philip? T.C. Martin, my my man, the sports doctor. Happy uh, happy uh, belated Christmas to you and your family. Happy New Year coming up to everybody. I hope the New Year is positive and happy one for all of us. But um, speaking about Coach Madden, uh, like you, I had a chance to meet Mad- Coach Madden and his family, and they were very gracious to me. And I got to know Coach Madden in 2018. Him and Steve Mariucci, they host a bocce ball tournament in Pleasanton, where Coach Madden and the family's from. And they donate to Special Olympics. So I reached out to uh, Joe, Big Joe Madden, as I call him. Uh, he was an offensive lineman, too, at his college, his son, one of his sons. And Mike, too, he was a football yep. player, too. But um, good, good family right there. And uh, Coach Madden, he uh, and, and Joe Madden said, you can come on down, be your Special Olympics athlete. And I went with my great dad, and of course, he knew my dad. My dad passed away, too. He was a great man. He was a wrestler, and he was a Raider fan. We went to Raider games, too. And, man, we had a good time at that bocce ball tournament. And I asked Coach Madden, I said, I do my own podcast just for fun. And I said, could you be on my podcast? And I had my recorder, and, you know, like me, TC, I tried to, you never know who I'm going to meet and run into, so... You know, I put my put myself out there, TC, and Coach Madden said, "Of course." I talked about football, all those great players like George Atkinson. I used to see George Atkinson at Raider games too, and he was just amazed with my knowledge and historian. Because TC, you know me a long time. We go back Sacramento days, and uh, man, he was so cool, gracious with his time. And uh funny story, I know uh, I don't want to go too long, TC, but uh, uh, in 2019, um, before my dad passed away, we got to go to, uh, uh, Joe said, I'm going to invite you to our Super Bowl party. So where John Madden was doing that documentary, that was at his sound stage. And that's where he had the Super Bowl party with close friends and family. And uh, I got to go with my dad. And one year uh, in 2020, I got to go with my friend James Marshall. He's from KCK. You might know him, too. But we had so much fun. They had donuts there. And uh, I said, Joe, I said, John, you, I said, Coach, I said, you like your offensive lineman, remember Frankie Bag of Donuts winners? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's Frankie. Yep, yep, yep. Oh. And John, John loved his, his lineman, so I think he loved me. And I just got to see – I got to see a seven-man sled. I'm yeah. glad I, I consider the Madden family my friends. They are my friends. God bless them. And uh, just thanks, Coach, for all the memories. And I remember him as a Raider. All right, TC, thanks for letting me call. Philip. I appreciate that. Great thought, great memories. And I know uh, you're a diehard Raider fan, and you go way back. So, uh, and, and I know you got a chance to to meet his family and John, too. So great stuff, man. I appreciate the call. Keep listening, brother. Thank you very much. Hey. 
Hey, TC, one more question. Have you and Gina, did you guys ever play Madden together, and who wins? <laughs> I was never a video game guy, Philip. Never a video game guy. I couldn't even, I couldn't even tell you. I go back to the old old school electric football, where you turn the thing on, and it goes, it goes all over the place. Or I go back to Palm. Yeah, yeah there you go. No, yeah, I, I, I was game. more of a pinball I guy. Ga- yeah. Okay. I had game. Game Boy or something. All right, TC, bye. Take care, man. Appreciate you. There it is. <laughs> Slappy, what's going on, my man? Not much. Uh, John Madden, great coach, great broadcaster. Rest in peace. Absolutely, man. A- 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 absolutely. One of the best. And I know that he, he resonated with so many people. Like I said, whether, it, you know, again, you're old enough uh, where you could appreciate, you know, the, the coach Madden as, as well as the broadcaster as well, too. Well, my, my dad was a football coach himself, and he coached Daryl Monica in high school. So that's the one thing I have uh, with Madden. He coached, he coached La Monica, too, and my dad did also. So pretty, uh, pretty special guy. Yeah, yeah. He, great stuff, man. He, 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 he basically, uh, he's, he's a legend or whatever. If you, if you go back into you know, the 70s and you watch him uh, coaching and, and listening to broadcasting or whatever, there's no other person in football than John Madden. Yeah, and again, he you know, a lot of the younger generation, they don't remember him as as that for, you know, the older generation, they remember full circle everything about him, you know, one of the youngest coaches of all time and then the success he had, you know, with the Super Bowl and and again, I mean, retired. I mean, here's a guy that think about that. He started coaching at 32, retired at the age of 42. That's 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 unheard of, you know, and on, on all accounts. But uh, the game, sure. you know, the losing, the losing kind of got to him a little bit, and uh, and he went on to have a successful career as as a broadcaster. And think about that. I mean, the guy with you know fifty years uh, involvement with the NFL, from being you know a coach, you know, to the broadcaster, uh, you know, almost until his death. So yeah, very. Very memorable. We will all remember John Madden. And again, like I said before, you know, there there are Raider fans or Raider haters out there, but you know, no one had could have a bad thing to say uh, about John Madden. And it was probably one of the most brilliant moves that he did was was saying, "Okay, I'm going to, you know, become a broadcaster," even though that he felt very uncomfortable in, in the beginning and did not want to do it. But then he just attacked it. He he attacked it that way, and I thought that. Again, he was one of the, the most the, lovable the one, personalities for doing that. Yeah, the one thing as a broadcaster, or whatever, you never you never knew what he was going to say. Yeah, because he was he was he was so he was so you know vibrant and and uh, he's excited to just be there, or whatever. And he just I loved when he would do his uh, scribbling on the uh, TV or whatever on the telestrator. Yeah, he'd come with a yeah. boom, and then he'd come with that, you know, with that and the doink, and then I mean, it's yeah. the things that just live on forever. And he's in one of the first guys. You know, when they instituted the telestrator, like, what's this thing? Well, here we're going to give you this thing. You're going to go on the screen, this and that. And he would always focus in on the lineman. And then, of course, you know, he would he you know the Thanksgiving Day games. We all remember the turducken, that sort of thing. He would just have fun again. And I think that's what why he connected with people because of this personality. He was genuine. I mean, he was he was one of us. He was one of everybody. I mean, he didn't over talk you. You know what I mean? He didn't talk uh, talk over. You know the the novice football fan. I mean, he just brought it back down. He goes, ah, I just yeah, I want to I want to be real, and that's what he was. So I think again, that's you know when you come full circle about John Madden. I mean, that's you know he was that way when he taught the game to his players, and he he was that way when he taught viewers the game of football on television as well too. 
Sure. You got I agree. It. All right, brother. Hey, uh, we're rooting you on. Big time rooting you right. on. And uh, we, I appreciate it. We'll, we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Sounds good. All and right. again, rest in peace, John Madden. There you go. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate the phone call. All right. When we come back, uh, TJ Reeves is going to join us. Uh, he's got a couple John Madden stories because John Madden would spend some time down in Florida in the Tampa area as well, too. So uh, we'll talk NFL, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. We'll talk more John Madden. And again, next hour, the big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright uh, will join us. And uh, Brian Salmon from News 3. I know they're doing a... A little tribute to uh, to John Madden as well, too. But glad to have you with us here on this Wild Wednesday. Don't make me big. T.C. Martin. Of course, you are a character. Doesn't mean that you have character. The doctor is now in. The crowd takes up a chant of defense. Robisky and Banaszak are the back. Slot right. Branch inside. Bradshaw. Stabler back. Here comes the rush. He sidesteps. Can he throw? He can't. The ball flipped forward as loose. A wild scramble. Two seconds on the clock. Casper grabbing the ball. It is rolled a fumble. Casper has recovered in the end zone. The Olsen Raiders have scored on the most zany, unbelievable, absolutely impossible dream of a play. Madden is on the field. He wants to know if it's real. They said yes. Get your big butt out of here. He does. There's nothing real in the world anymore. The Raiders won the football game. The Chargers are standing, looking at each other. They don't believe it. Nobody believes it. I don't know if the Raiders believe it. It's not real. 52,000 people minus a few lonely Raider fans are stunned. A man would be a fool to ever try and write a drama and make you believe it. This one will be relived forever. The legendary... Bill King, the greatest of all time, describing the Holy Roller, the Raiders beating the Chargers, and I love the reference to John Madden. Madden, is this real? Get your fat butt out of here. Outstanding. We remember John Madden today, the seven AFC title games, winning the Super Bowl over the Vikings, 103 victories. All right. Uh, we'll have some more Madden sound for you during the course of this show. Appreciate your phone calls last segment and thoughts as well. You can hit me on Twitter at TCMartin21 with some of your favorite John Madden moments as well. Our next guest has some as well, even though he's uh, uh, far from the West Coast. But uh, John Madden spent some time in Florida, as we well know, uh, as well. And uh, TJ Reeves with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers joins us now, the Buck sideline reporter. TJ Reeves, what's going on, brother? Always great to be with you, and I thoroughly enjoyed hearing Bill King there. What an iconic voice for the iconic time of the Raiders uh, back in the 70s and the early 80s when he was around the team. And you, you have that play. You have the holy. You have the uh, the sea of hands right against the Dolphins, which my father-in-law and mother-in-law are huge Dolphin fans. They've still never forgiven Stabler and the Raiders. <laughs> I don't think for the sea of hands. Yep. And you have the immaculate reception, which was a negative, which was in one of those AFC Championship games against Pittsburgh, with Franco Harris and the deflection and him catching the ball and the and the zaniness of that. So. And and people, you you love all of these things. We're going to intertwine it all these different ways, including uh, stories in Tampa. But John Madden has the highest. I, I don't know if you mentioned this yet. He has the highest winning percentage of any coach yep. in the any in the NFL's history. Not Hallis, not Lombardi, not Landry, not Ditka, not Bill Walsh. Move forward even to Bill Belichick. 
Parcells, none of them, has a 756 or better winning percentage. 75% of the time, three out of every four games, with at least 100 games coached. John Madden has had that for 40-plus years, and he may have that for a long time, 40 more years after. Who knows? Uh, it's incredible the success he had as a coach. And the wild thing is, TC, is so many people in the present day, the millennials and the youngers, don't even know him as a coach. And the, and the success he had as a coach, they only know him as the broadcaster and for the video game. But he was a great coach. Yeah, yeah. Seven fifty nine is that winning percentage? One hundred and three victories, and like we said before, it's it, it, it's amazing. Again, the the career that he carved out. I mean, again, as a coach. Uh, as a broadcaster, and then the younger generation, the millennials know him just you know for the video game thing. And and again, he decided to to take on all of those challenges. Not sure that he actually could succeed as a coach, as a broadcaster, and being involved in the video game and all three of those entities. He kind of said, "I'm not sure yeah. if I'm cut out for any of this." And what he did is is. He's tackled all of that, to, to use a football pun there, but it's apropos because that's what he do did. You, do you want a little uh, infancy of John Madden as a broadcaster, Tampa connection, and how the whole TV broadcasting career almost was over as it was just beginning? I think you might want that on the T.C. Martin show. What do you got? Go ahead. Bring, 1980 bring it. is the first year that John Madden – was doing games with Gary Bender. If you remember the legendary right. CBS voice, yep. I know we're yep. going. I know we're going back in the back, but he didn't begin just with Pat Summerall. Oh no, no, no! He actually yeah. began with Bender. You've been Correct. explaining that. Correct. So Bender and Madden are doing a game in Tampa, a Buccaneer game, and that was the game, the flight back to Northern California, where he had a horrific experience. He's claustrophobic right. to begin with, afraid of flying. And he told, he told this story numerous times, speaking engagements, interviews, documentary, all of it, that that was the flight where he was making a deal with God, essentially. If you get me off of this plane, I am never taking another plane. Even though he had flown everywhere as a coach, it had gotten worse and worse. Uh, flying, a lot of the times he would drive uh, to places if he could uh, when he was coaching, et cetera. But so that was a game in which he had worked a Buccaneer game in 1980, and it almost became such a big deal that he was not going to be able to continue to broadcast until he worked out being able to take a train or take a bus, which later became the Madden Cruiser, uh, to the different games. So that, that happened in the 1980 season. And then Madden obviously gets paired with Pat Summerall, and they become the number one team and the iconic team on, on CBS. And uh, how, how about the fact that so then you, you bring it back to the Raiders. The Raiders had won the Super Bowl in the interim in that 1980 season uh, while we're talking about it. Well, Madden ends up doing the Raiders' next Super Bowl game, the next Super Bowl win. The first Super Bowl he did actually was Joe Montana and the 49ers beating the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. That was in the Silverdome in Detroit. Two years later, he and Pat Summerall are right here for the first ever Super Bowl in Tampa and it's the Raiders destroying the Washington Redskins uh, that year in January 1984. I had just moved here while being in middle school in Tampa, was so excited and so thrilled to have the Super Bowl, and the Raiders destroy uh, the, the Washington Redskins. And then how about this stat, this run? 
So Madden and Summerall then continue to work on CBS and Fox, the NFC games, the Cowboys, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, the Giants, the Redskins, the Bears. That's the games they're primarily doing every week. The NFC, after that Raider win in Tampa, January 1984, won 17 of the next 18 Super Bowls. That's incredible. How many did John, or they worked, would John work 17 NFC Super Bowl wins um, uh, or, or in and around there in that time, they were doing all of the NFC championship games and, and the rise of all of those teams, the 49ers, the 85 Bears, the Cowboys, et cetera. And how about this, my friend? The last game that John Madden ever broadcast was for NBC with Al Michaels, the Super Bowl with the Pittsburgh Steelers defeating the Arizona Cardinals at Raymond James Stadium. So it does. It, it swings back to Tampa one more time from 2008, the 2000. Eight season, uh, January of 2009 is the last TV broadcast for John Madden here at Raymond James Stadium. And what a great finish with Roethlisberger throwing the winning touchdown to San Antonio Holmes. So yeah. a, little, a little symmetry on that. No, I know you're absolutely correct. And, you know, going back to that flight that you talked about, you're right, 100%. He, that was a, a game in Tampa where he just basically had started out, uh, I think it was his first or second season, you know, with CBS. And again, he wasn't the top-tier guy. It wasn't a Tony Romo situation. We need to remind people that where, hey, Tony Romo, boom, we're putting you, you know, with Jim Nance and you're on, you're, you're on the A team right away. No, 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 no. I mean, they, I remember, you know, when, when John Mann did, did the test run, he did the test run with Bob Costas, and they did a, a, a game at the L.A. Coliseum, and Madden said, you know, hey, I you know, don't know if I'm, you know, how this is going to go or whatever, and he told the story a lot about how being paired with Bob Costas, and Madden didn't even know Costas. And Costas right. was this guy basically out of college, out of St. Louis, and that sort of thing. And he's talking to me. He goes, I'm, I'm going to do a game with this pipsqueak. And then all of a sudden, they got on, and he goes, they, then they went to the first break, and he just said, dang, you're pretty darn good. <laughs> he goes, this little guy has a voice like that and has that kind of delivery. And, right. and he said, you know, I, I think over time, I think I can do this. And like you said, then they paired him with Gary Bender, and Bender was legendary. I mean, he was like a Dallas guy, I believe. And then, you know, they, they, did, they were like probably the third he or the fourth with, broadcast team. by the team. way, was with Vin Scully for part oh, of the yes, 1981 season. Yes, he was. they put him with Pat Summerall. That's exactly that, right. That's right. Yeah, Vin Scully. A lot of people, you know, uh, you know, don't remember. I mean, the iconic, you know, baseball voice, Vin Scully. He used to do football. He used to do everything, you know. Dick Enberg, same thing thing would do uh you know all these different sports but yeah then it was Summerall and Summerall did not really really want Madden he was saying I don't don't know about this guy and this and that because you got to remember Summerall kind of viewed himself as the guy well I'm the former player I'm the lead announcer and then but he said you know it it, it took John a little while and, and Summerall was a little hesitant about like welcoming him in to the CBS family and then he says boom uh yeah uh then they just hit it off and I know some were all kind of regretted thinking that you know during those sure. first few games that they did but no nah, it's it, okay so fantastic. you just prompted another another story a colleague of mine that used to work for the old Tampa Tribune before it folded up here for many many years he was a teenager and that 1980 season he got to go and work as a college kid in the Buccaneer press box, and there was one day, and he was very good with stats and with numbers, there was one game where CBS needed him to come spot for John Madden and come 
also hand John Madden stats. And as he tells the story, he put this on social media earlier today. Here's my John Madden story for all time to tell you how he treated so, everybody so well, even the little guys, even the people that couldn't help him. That's the true measure, by the way, just like the doctor, T.C. Martin. The true measure is how do you treat people when it doesn't even affect you and can't help your status, can't help whatever. The doctor's great with that, just like John Madden was great with that. There's just a little aside there for the audience. But anyway, this guy's doing the stats with Madden, and he's giving him third down numbers you know, for the Buccaneers and whoever they were playing, the Vikings or whatever game he was doing, he's giving him this insight on Leroy Selman and that. So John Madden finally turns to him like in the third quarter and it takes the headset off and says, kid, you're the greatest stack kid I've ever had. He goes, here's 20 bucks and hands him a $20 bill. To which, you know, $20 back in 1980 was like maybe 40, 50, 60 bucks now. Yeah. So the kid just lit up uh, as a young man. So, uh, Joey Johnston is his name. And, and Joey is, is legendary with the facts and the figures of the old Tampa Tribune. So Joey immediately ran to Rick Odioso, who's still around. And Rick was the PR director forever for the original Buccaneers and all the way through the 1990s with the Bucs. And he says, Hey, Mr. Madden just gave me $20 and said, I'm the greatest stat talent guy he's ever had. Odioso looks at him and goes, kid, get a grip. He goes, it's only the third game Madden's ever done on TV. How could you be? You're only the third one. So that makes a great story. But obviously, um, Madden treated – I read something last night where one of the most beloved employees in, in the Oakland Raider building for John Madden was the guy who was taking the film canisters to be developed. I don't know if you saw this. Not the guy taking the film, the actual – uh, a film with the projectors right. and recording, but the guy that was going and getting it developed, the film canister guy, he befriended this guy. He would bring this guy coffee and donuts. He would give this guy a $20 bill over and over again. He treated the guy unbelievably for somebody that's just doing a menial task because it meant a lot to Madden that they had that film, they had it on time, and he just wanted to say thank you to people. And I thought, how cool is that? Yeah. When he definitely didn't have to be that way. And uh, and there's so many other stories that are that are being pointed out about how he gave advice to young broadcasters. Do you, T.C. Martin, want the story about how Madden became a multi multi million dollar empire besides the video game in his association with Outback Steakhouse, yeah. and the Madden Cruiser became the Outback Steakhouse Madden Cruiser? Do you want that real quick? Do you want that one too? Is, is there such a thing as real quick with you? I mean, yes, let's abso- do, absolutely. Let's do, it. <laughs> let's do it in 30 seconds. Uh-oh. Outback Steakhouse founded here in Tampa Bay. Outback Steakhouse begins to branch out all over the country. And we're going to tie this to T.C. Martin's uh, other passions. Okay. Uh, so the Outback guys want to conquer North America. So one of the partners decides they divvy up North America, they divvy up the Western United States, and one of the partners decides to go in with John Madden and Hulk Hogan. Hello. Those three at one time owned all of the Outback Steakhouses in California. Did you know that, Doctor? Yes. On a Wednesday I, afternoon? Yes, yes, I did. Yes, I did. So, okay, and I knew, I knew that the Outback uh, Steakhouse logo was all over that Madden Cruiser as well. Well, that's Absolutely. correct, but... Yes. But any, and I believe at one time they had like 40 different Outback Steakhouses. I don't know how many it is now in the yeah. present day, consolidation or whatever. They were all owned by John Madden, one of the partners, and what you going to do, brother? Hulk Hogan owned them all. And that's how Outback was in with John Madden for over a decade or more because he was part owner 
of Outback in and around the uh, in and around the video game. Yeah, so there you go. How about that? One? The Hulk Hogan, the Tampa Bay connection. Uh, there you go. Bring there us you go. And yeah, going back to what you said. Uh, and I was going to bring that back to the Outback as well, too, because you know that's really where the Madden Cruiser idea came from. Like you said, he did not like flying, especially these cross-country flights. And, and you're right, that that flight, when he was going back to the West Coast, to the Bay Area, he said you know, there was turbulence, and he said that's it. I mean, he said he was praying all the way you know, home on that four-hour flight, and he was saying, please get me home, please get me home, and I will never ride another airplane again if – you know, you get me home safely, God. And sure enough, he stuck to that. And that's when he told CBS, you know what? I, I'm not doing this. I, I, I'm i going to do the train. I don't care how long it takes me. I'm going to do the train. And then all of a sudden, you know, the bus thing came in uh, into line. And he had the exact same bus driver, you know, for whatever it was, you know, 20-plus years. Yep. And to treat, you talk about how he treated that gentleman. That is fantastic uh, as, as well. I believe his last name was Aldridge. And uh, just he, he took him everywhere. Next thing you know... Boom, you have the luxury bus. You've got the Outback Steakhouse logo on it, uh, sponsored or whatever. But, yeah, it, it, great, great stuff. And and Madden would just stop at all of these little small places, whether it's Wyoming or Montana or Nebraska, and just stop, and he would talk to people. And I have heard so many stories. And I told the story earlier in the first segment, you know, when he came to Green Bay, and I got a chance to – uh, to work with him, and it was just it, it was fantastic. He was so engulfed into those communities, and uh, yeah, the, the the guy was was genuine, and that's the best thing that I could say about him. And not only was he a pro, and he paved the way for other you know uh, you know coaches and players to be football analysts, but the guy just he he was one of the just the the regular American people, and he wanted to come across that way on his broadcast, and he always wanted to give back and spend time with those people in rural states and rural areas and just be as genuine as he possibly could. There you go. I mean, that says a lot for that man. I'm I'm thinking of the story, too, because later in his career, uh, he was obviously well-known for this travel and transportation and 9-11 happens, and air travel is basically grounded, obviously, everywhere for like those four days right after the first weekend of the NFL season. And I don't know what the exact uh, timeline was, but he was getting from wherever he had done the game, he was trying to get to New York because they were allegedly doing a game, I think, with the New York Giants on Fox if they were going to do a game. So he had begun to drive cross-country for the three days, usually that it took him to get across the country, with those drivers, and somebody got the word to him high up at Fox or whatever, uh, because I want to say they were in Chicago, and somebody got the word to him that, hey, uh, in all of this mayhem, Peggy Fleming, then the famous ice skating gold medalist, obviously still, still iconic, not as many know that name today, she is trying to get to New York for, for some kind of event, some kind of speaking engagement, and has no way to get there, is not able to drive herself there, is there a way that you can get Peggy Fleming with you to New York on the bus? And Madden didn't hesitate, T.C., and said, sure. And she related could not have been a kinder, gentler guy. He said, what a phenomenal, I never met Peggy Fleming, I don't think he had, phenomenal, phenomenal woman, happy to help her get there in a time of chaos and crisis. How about that? 
with John John Madden helping out Peggy Fleming to get to the other side of the country during all the 9-11 grounding of flights. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Great recollection, mm-hmm. man. Great stories. And again, I advise anybody, if you can find it anywhere, uh, the documentary of right. John Madden that aired Sunday, or rather uh, uh, on Christmas Day on Fox, uh, fantastic. And uh, for people that did not get a so, chance to see it, uh, very well I done. I think the NFL Network has it on again tonight. They're going to make it available streaming, to your point as well, not only on Fox's uh, Fox Sports app, but also the Peacock Network, because he worked for NBC, is going to have it on streaming. Great. It's also going to be on ESPN Plus streaming. And I would assume the NFL Network TC is going to show it several more times oh, yeah. heading to this weekend. So yeah. just stay on the NFL Network and check their guide and their their social media for the NFL Network, and they'll be showing it again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no different than uh, what uh, the MLB Network does. Uh, you know, during these months right now, where you see Bull Durham seventy six times, and, <laughs> and and for the love of the game, and all those baseball right. movies, the Bad News Bears, over and over and over again. And that's what the NFL Network should be doing: is replaying that John Madden documentary, Old Madden, fantastic, and it is spot on with its uh, description of John Madden as a coach. As a family man, as a broadcaster, uh, just a fantastic job that they did. You know, kudos, kudos to to them. And the neat thing is, he had seen it weeks before, uh, and he obviously was part yeah, of it. He right. knew all about it, and it, and so he knew about the the love that was there. And he's obviously in the Hall of Fame, and he's he's yeah. going to be beloved for such a long time. So, um, you know the. The tragic part of this is that, you know, he's not getting to revel as much maybe in the documentary because the rest of us have just seen it, uh, you know, last weekend and this week. But, uh, yeah, especially for the younger football fans, they need to realize what a coach and and the guy was a was a trailblazer uh, in terms of TV. The telestrator, T.C. Martin, is John Madden from the early 1980s. CBS called it the CBS chalkboard. Originally, he'd draw all over that thing on the screen. You remember that? We're old school enough. We remember that. That's that's the modern telestrator now that everybody has at every game for football. It began with John Madden, back with Pat Summerall. All right, so Fox Sports did announce that they are uh, in honor of uh, John Madden. They will air this on FS1 tonight at uh, 6 o'clock Pacific, 9 o'clock Eastern, and then again at uh, 4.30 Pacific, or rather uh, 7.30 p.m. Pacific and 10.30 Eastern on Fox uh, on Thursday as well, too. So you're you're going to get that on go. FS1 uh, tonight, and uh, then uh, Fox will actually be on Thursday at eight o'clock Eastern, five o'clock Pacific. So the uh, the All Madden documentary, fantastic. TJ Reeves, I appreciate you, brother. Uh, we didn't get a chance to t- touch on any Buccaneer stuff, but we're going to have to do that and uh, and get the latest as the Buccaneers are approaching the final two well, games of the season. And uh, real quick, Bruce Arians, is he coaching or not? He is. He's apparently not going to be able to, even under the new protocols, because he's got to have five days unless there's a negative test um, for Sunday. But again, quickly, this team's headed to New York. Playoff seating, battling the Rams, battling the the Cowboys, who ends up the two seed behind the Packers, unless the Packers slip. Supposed to be bad weather in New York, by the way, TC. I'm headed up there for the game. Yes. We'll see how they do with the lowly Jets, who did who did win last week. Brady looked better last week. They've got a lot of guys banged up. We shall see what happens here as the Buccaneers battle the Rams and the Cowboys for playoff spots. All right. T.J. Reeves, appreciate you, brother. Be good. We'll talk to you soon.
Always love being with the doctor. Happy New Year to everybody in the desert. Everybody be safe. All right. Uh, we come back. The big seven-footer, Big Bill Cartwright, joined us. B-Sal, more John Mann talk, and a whole lot more. T.C. Martin Show on this Wednesday.